Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Nerdin' Out. Uh, my name is Evan. I'm joined by Nathaniel and a couple other people here. So Doug and Nick have already been on the podcast before. Hello again. What's up, guys? And then our friend Morgan is joining us for the first time. Hi, everybody. Yeah. So we are we are nerds, and we've brought our friends who are also nerds because we want to talk about a, a nerdy thing that has been around for a while, but... Lately, I've seen a bit of a resurgence, and that is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun. We are going to do a a short, like, one-off thing, but that'll be a later episode. This episode is more just kind of talking about D&D and sharing stories and kind of our our own introductory to to the the world of Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah, so I thought we could just go around the table, maybe starting with Nick. What was your first Dungeons and Dragons experience? Um, my first Dungeons and Dragons experience was with an old friend, uh, Tyler. He uh, was starting a campaign with Morgan and a couple of other friends, uh, and they invited me to play. It was a fantastic time. It was by far the best dungeon master I've ever played with, and it was it just got me right in right into the game. Uh, what, what would you say was the appeal for it for you? What was the thing that got you hooked? And this is a question I want everyone to think about. I would have to say the uh, the ability kind of like to act outside of yourself, um, to kind of take on a persona, whether it's one that you've wanted to take on your entire life or one that you just thought would be fun to experiment with. That was really the appeal for me. That, well, that in you know, killing dragons. Yeah. Um, yeah in, so, so killing, killing, so killing dragons was was the thing for you. <laughs> killing dragons and being able to play as somebody else. That's cool, Morgan. Well, actually, fun fact: Tyler's my ex-boyfriend, and uh-huh. um, actually, it all got started for me when a couple of my friends, Zach and Justin. We all decided, you know what? We've heard about Dungeons and Dragons for some time. We've always been curious about. It. Let's get it started. And so I actually roped Tyler into starting to DM myself because I thought he's the only guy I know with actual playing experience in oh. Dungeons and Dragons. So I roped him in into becoming a DM. And yeah, he's a fantastic dungeon master. And so yeah, we started with a custom campaign that he threw together. And it was just fantastic. For me, the biggest appeal is watching my imagination come to life. I can make up my own story as I go. I can be whoever I want to be and just, it's just, it's just fun. It's just good fun. You can be funny, serious, homicidal, or a combination <laughs> of the three. Oh. Yeah, it sounded like for a moment you were gonna say hilarious, but <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure I'm sure it does at times. I mean, oh, yes. Homicide's kind of hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculously yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah, it's the funniest thing known to man. So, um, so this is the second time Tyler has come up. I've I've played in a couple sessions with him, and I will agree with you. He is a great DM. Um, probably not the best DM I've worked with, but <laughs> Doug is a DM. Oh. Doug is a DM for um, uh, a campaign that we got going on uh, off, off, off the book. So it's. I thought so, Evan was pointing himself, and I was like, okay. no, I was, I was totally pointing to Doug. Doug, Doug is a DM for our campaign, and he's, he's. I think he, he's awesome. But I think the thing that's great about it is that 
Um, I'm sensing the theme already. It's it's like imagination and being someone else and, yeah. and kind of, you know, acting out. Yeah. yeah. So you get to live your own story. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's I think that's the appeal. I feel like people love the the character development in a lot of stories. And when they see that happen in their character that they've made, I feel like it's more personal. And when a character dies, it probably has a lot more weight to it. than. Oh, it, my <laughs> God. Yeah, I have stories. Yes, that. I have stories about that. <laughs> We will get to those stories, Douglas. What was your what was your first experience, and what was what was the hook? Um, for me personally, my first experience was that with, deep, beautiful voice of butter. By the way, I know that's what happens <laughs> when you go to a metal show and forget you have a podcast recording. Oh, that's what happens. Okay, got yeah. Um, so my first experience was with a group from high school. We were, um, you know, we were a couple years out of high school now. And one day I was over at my friend Croce's house and they kind of just dropped a D&D book in front of me and said, we're playing this, do you want to join? <laughs> uh, immediately rolled up a character and we started rolling through some garbage. <laughs> um, I rolled up a Dragonborn Rogue, which I had no clue what the hell I was doing, but they, they didn't either, so it was the best part. <laughs> and really, it was my hook was just getting together with friends and kind of laughing and joking and having a good time and building kind of like a little group amongst our, you know, our already built social group and just kind of be able to take all those jokes into a made-up world where we can kind of just same throw the same bullshit around and have a good time. Cool. So... So it was the so it's kind of like the uh, the camaraderie or kind of like the just kind of spending time with friends as kind of the hook for you. It's just, yeah, it's, just it's a good what time. it really is. It's getting yeah. people together and just kind of having a good time. Yeah. You know, whether it's a serious campaign where you really dive in and go through a dungeon, or it's just beer and pretzels having you know, a laugh at or, each other. Or if it's a or if it's a serious moment in the actual campaign, or if it's like a, a fun goofy moment in a campaign, that's still you know. It just kind of it's a good it's a good it's a good time to like spend with friends. It's it's a good it's a good fun time, right? Yeah, exactly. My favorite part <laughs> is taking a serious character and watching him fumble through everything, <laughs> and everyone looking at you going, "Come on, was man. that on purpose?" Be like, I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll play it off. Like it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, um, exactly. So Nathaniel is probably the person with the least amount of experience with Dungeons and Dragons, and the most amount of experience with nerding out. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I'm the there. founder. Excuse you. <laughs> it was my idea. <laughs> well, I you want to fight? You, you want to fight? Uh, I'll fight you in D and D. Keep it in the keep it in the session, boys. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. Yes, I have almost no experience with D and D. I've had. I think I've played one game. You've I've watched. One, you've played one session. One session, and I've. So I got into it because of Evan, I think. Um, I was like, this is a really cool new thing. You have to try it. Yes. Evan, Evan was like ridiculously excited. And I'd been wanting to play D&D for a long time. I think I'd stood in for or I'd watched a few matches. My friends had played in college. Um, they invited me to watch. They asked if I wanted to play. I just didn't have time. Um, it's always something I've been interested in ever since. Uh, some of my friends told me it was a devil, and I was like, I definitely want to play this now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but... Yeah. So what, what's, uh, what was the one thing that intrigued you, but then what was the one thing that was keeping you from, from taking the plunge, other than, other than like schedule and like busyness? Yeah, I mean, 
Mostly it's the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, it really is just the time. Like the yeah. amount of time that it takes away from other things okay. is just, it, yeah. Um, it, takes, the thing, it, takes, it takes a hike. So, so one of the things that draws me to it the most is actually trolling people as you, <laughs> as you, <laughs> as, uh, you remember uh, from our here, other session? If David was here, he'd be high-fiving you. Oh, yeah, he would be. <laughs> Rest in peace. But he didn't die. He didn't die. Stop it. Well, you might as well look. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But, yeah, um, being able to role-play and just be creative. I mean, I'm, almost every aspect of D&D appeals to me. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of trolling, the first character you made for that one session that was supposed to be part of the campaign... It was named, it was a it was a tiefling it was a tiefling sorcerer I think named Bobby. Well, he was he something. was a, he was a tiefling sorcerer and I think he was also he was an entertainer. He was an entertainer. He had a little triangle that he hit. His name was Bobby Dean Tillamook the Third. Yes, and he spelled like this. And yes, and it was an abomination. Obnoxious southern accent and he bought onions you sound like you were lord of the breakfast or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting here and i just can't keep a straight face i remember you were supposed to play with us but dear god that's what you were gonna sound like no no, no no i did play one session that way he, that was, was the session no, you, you missed <laughs> that was the session you missed yeah. i'm glad i might have killed you you probably would have i wanted it to <laughs> lotta my wife almost killed him <laughs> but i almost killed me <laughs> So, I mean, you did go down, so you did, yeah. We and how we how we played it off for sessions going on was we just played it off as like the next day you were just like, "No, nah, this is too much. I'm I'm leaving," and you just dipped. <laughs> it would have been funny if he like just walked off and just stumbled and died over a twig or something. That would have been accurate. I yeah, that too. Choking on a Bobby Dean sausage breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Jimmy Dean? But the, yes, I get no, the joke. No, no, Bobby Dean. But, no, Bobby That's Dean. What we're doing. No. Bobby Dean. He's that, got the patent the now. He's branded. <laughs> yeah, we're rebranding it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, what was my what was my first experience? I'm glad you asked. Yeah, no um, one really cares. Shut up. We're moving along. <laughs> D&D guys. <laughs> see that's see that's the, that's the worst part about like starting with someone else. It, like it comes back to you, and then it's just like let me talk about myself now. It's always tell us more, Evan. <laughs> so so sad. You guys don't mean it. Um, well, my first experience was actually Doug. He um, oh. he. It was very similar to how. Nathaniel got into it where Doug was just like hey dude it's D&D like I'm really into it you should try it and I was just like eh and it was like similar like I've always I've always heard of it I never really got into it I never really sat down and watched anyone do it but Doug Doug came over <laughs> and then it was uh, Victor was there Victor yeah <laughs> yeah so our other friend Victor he was there and he and he basically had me and Victor fight <laughs> for D&D we, we created characters and then we fought and I was like okay that's that's interesting like the combat aspect aspect that makes sense that's that's cool there's like strategy and all that stuff that's cool but I really got into it when I sat in uh, it was New Year's. Yeah, it was the uh, New Year's game, and yes. we needed an extra guy, so I pulled yeah, so you in. Yeah, so you were like, hey, let's make you a character and play with us. We played till what, like two in the morning? At least two. In no, the no, morning. no, we, no, we, no, we played till six or like five in the morning or something. It was, it, no, 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 we, we played. It was four. I, I probably dropped you off around like five in the morning. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no, that's no. what it was. I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get to bed till five, but. Didn't we have like 10 pizzas that night? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we picked up pizzas and then we show up and they also picked up pizzas. So there was so much pizza. <laughs> yeah. But I made a, I made a halfling rogue for that, for that session. I think, yeah, I think I made like a halfling. No, you made a human fighter champion. No, I didn't. Did I? Mm Mm-hmm. I remember specifically because you died. (laughs) 
Well, no, I died. No, I. Oh yeah. Oh no, I made a halfling rogue for the for the for the other campaign that Tyler, that Tyler ran. No, that was the same campaign. That was. Yeah. Yeah. You. You only dropped in one time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. Um, so we came in for the for the um, for the New Year's thing, and Tyler was the DM. It was uh, it was you, Nick, uh, Wesley, and Justin that yes. were there. Was there anyone else there? I believe uh, Ray was there. Ray Unless was there. Unless he yeah. missed there that session. I, I believe Ray's actually my older brother. <laughs> yes, Ray is Morgan's older brother. And wasn't Morgan there? Uh, I think Morgan was out of town that session. I, I was out of town that session. Yeah. And remember, Tyler is the ex-boyfriend. So there were some sessions I did not show up. Ah, uh, I see. Things yeah. were a little um, weird. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I jumped in there. And that was my first like real experience sitting down and like playing and rolling and all that stuff. And... I think, I think it's. I think I'm on the same page with Doug and just the like the the memories and the stories that you create with the people like at the, like sitting at the table with you. I think uh, it's a mixture of that and also just like the storytelling aspect and creating a character and seeing his or her story develop into a way that kind of you know maybe you don't see going maybe you have an idea for like who you want this person to be but just like any person they grow and they experience things and they change and their ideals change and stuff like that so i think that that is a it's a cool thing and it's a you create these people that almost become like living people and it's a very it's a very fun addictive um game and world and it's very fun so that's my that's my little thing about why how i got into it and why i love it so much um, I thought that was never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Okay, story time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're already beating on the DM, as you guys yeah. can tell. Yeah, bro. yeah. Oh, yeah. The DM. Rule one. <laughs> okay, so... So so yeah so going so going forward uh, we're gonna actually have a another uh, another episode that comes out after this that's gonna be um, a session that we do might be might be split up into two might be just one depends on how long it goes um, everyone has made characters for said for said campaign so I thought what would be fun is we can int- each each person can introduce their character kind of give a description how they got involved in the traveling in this adventuring party. And a fun fact about each character. We'll go the opposite way. So Nathaniel, go. You don't want to pick me first. I have <laughs> I, the I, least I want, developed I, character. I, 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 want, <laughs> I want to see you make it up on the spot. All Spare right, no sure. details. Spare no details. <laughs> so I am a dragonborn cleric. Uh, black dragonborn. Ooh. Uh, my name is Thothot Hohor Wyrm the Pure. I'm just kidding. That's not true. My name is Zorwirm. 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 I would have been totally fine with that first name. <laughs> that first name. Oh, pretty point. gold. On, on point. It's almost as good as your Warforge clear. <laughs> uh, that's another story. <laughs> Let's see. I'm chaotic good. And what else was I? I think I my origin is something with hermit. That's all I got. <laughs> he's a hermit. He's a hermit. He's a hermit, yeah. Okay, he's cool. he's just basically lived his whole life just studying um, different cultures and medicine and stuff like that. Cool. And he hasn't had much experience with people. And he's very old. He's seventy years old. 
Cool. Good to know. So we got a, I got an old man cleric. All right, Doug, tell us about your, your, your dude, or, or dudette. I don't know. I don't well, know. he's definitely a dude. Okay, I don't want to assume. Off. I don't want to assume gender. Sorry. <laughs> um, I am a man. <laughs> you didn't bring it. <laughs> I w- I didn't want to interrupt. It's okay. Okay. All right. So, um, the character I have made for this is a human paladin of redemption, a lawful good. Um, his name is Dervin Goodman, but he goes by Wolf. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he actually has a criminal background coming from a life of uh, gangs and running contracts for people. But he got caught up with the wrong people that got him caught, and he spent several years in the jails. Um, before one of the uh, clergies of Tyr came and provided him a path out and to redeem himself for all the uh, evil doing he has done. So now he comes to provide others with that uh, path of justice and righteousness to rid the world of evil in a more neutral manner kind of bringing um, peace like peacekeeping peacekeeping you know instead of uh, the natural violence that comes with being a paladin what do the American cows say peacekeeping yes peacekeeping (laughs) (laughs) so good okay um, do you have any, does he have any uh, distinguishing features about him that help him stand out? Or is he, do you have any details on what he looks like? Because this is an audio show, so yes. it kind of helps to have, to help with the imagination a little bit. Uh, yes, so <laughs> Devin is um, 37 years old. Did I write that down right? I don't remember what I wrote down. I actually wrote down 35 years old, 5'10", a good solid 240 build, uh, blue eyes, uh, pale skin with blonde hair. All right. Um, so he's a douche. <laughs> Got Fabio up in here. So oh, yes. just wait. So he's just, he's basically just like a, like a Kyle. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, it's totally Kyle. No, no, no. Kyle's never make it past 22. <laughs> <laughs> they die from kidney stones that develop in there <laughs> from exactly. drinking too many monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, Morgan, tell us about your, your tiefling. All right. So I, I know you only just like made this character like a couple days ago. <laughs> Actually, she's a character I've had in oh, the really? background for a long time. Okay, cool. I played a one-shot session with some of my brother's friends. Oh, okay. And came, yeah, I literally came up with her within an hour because <laughs> I had no idea what to do. Um, but yeah, she's a tiefling warlock. Her name is Asphyxia Umara. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, Fun fact, uh, her mom gave her that name because she wishes she had smothered her. Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, Am I the only one who's laughing? Asphyxia's daddy liked to masquerade as a very handsome human man, so when he hooked up with her human mother, she was none the wiser until Asphyxia was born that she had hooked up with a tiefling. Wow. Okay. And as some more experienced players may know, tieflings are not well received and are often the subject of racism and abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very excited to play her. Uh, she's going to be packed to the tome as well, so she is going to have a lot of cantrips and spells to play around with. And Excellent. As far as her personality and appearance goes, she has lavender-colored skin, dark red hair, black eyes, 
Like, yeah. like, 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 all, like, black, all, like all think black? like those okay. lenses that cover your entire okay. eye, right. entire thing, no pupil. Okay, cool. And uh, she has two. Just long... wanted, just wanted to clarify. Oh yeah, and then she has two <laughs> long vertical horns that curl at the ends that are also black. Okay. And then otherwise, her personality. She's a bit guarded, obviously, because she's had a bit of a troubled start to her right. life. She Naturally, was, she was abandoned from an early age in the slums, so. She does have a soft spot for other people who have been discriminated against or possibly given a poor lot in life. Okay. But she's learned to embrace her stereotypes and basically just fuck shit up with it. <laughs> she loves to run with it. I love it. That's See, I'm going to interrupt because I thought me and Nick's character were going to be best friends. No, me and Morgan's character is going to be best friends. <laughs> we're going to shit up together. Oh, we have to first... We're riding to hell on, in a fucking handbasket. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're taking the ride of justice to Hatir, but you're gonna, you know, be my I little. I practice the fiend. All glory to the fiend. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm is, gonna turn you gonna, to the righteous. This is gonna be great. I can oh, already God. tell. Oh God! I knew it. <laughs> All right, Nick, tell us about your character. All right. So my character's name is Barack Bone Mountain. He is a Wait, human. did you just say Barack Obama? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. Are you running for president? Are you, a, are you a diplomat? He's actually running for vice president next oh, year. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see, I see. He is a human uh, berserk barbarian. Of course. Um, he is 25 years old. He looks like he's 30. Uh, he is a 6'6", hulking 250 pounds of pure muscle. Awesome. Uh, dark brown hair with strands of red, piercing silver eyes. Um, he comes from in uh, he com he comes from Luskin, which is a Forgotten Realms uh, town. Um, he was kicked out of his clan because he defended his younger brother from a bully. Ended up beating the kid near to death, so <laughs> probably rightfully so. But that's when he discovered his rage. Mm. Um, from there. He was, uh, from there he was about 18, so when he when he left out on his travels, he found the Blood Axe uh, Mercenary Company. He joined them uh, by proving himself in battle and has been with them ever since until he ran into Doug's character at a bar. Saw his axe, said uh, nice ass. He yeah. saw that ass. He's like, that's Feyron's <laughs> Damn, look at that paladin. That godly, godly ass. <laughs> I see the lights. That's that, that axe. That's a that's a tear ass. <laughs> axe, axe. He oh. saw his axe. Uh. Looked at him, said nice axe. He looked at my hammer, said nice hammer. And it just went from there. <laughs> did you did did you care to say? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. Not not until not until after after a few th things of ale. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so he, he like he likes he likes playful banter with a strong ale. So so the bad puns don't come out until after after yeah alcohol. Okay. Yeah. That makes after sense. after like one, then then it's just puns for the rest of the night. Oh, so a couple dragons' yeah. bloods later, and we're we'll have them good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfect. Uh, I, I have a question. Was that actually dragon's blood in the, in the campaign? Was what that do you, what do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. So the thing about, um, in my world, um, everything has a name and it's always a fun name. Well, in last session last week, uh, Evan's for, character- For your campaign. My campaign, uh, Evan's character, Micus, we was at the bar with his wife's character, Nisa. They were having a drink. Um, once everyone finally rejoined the party at the bar, um, 
Evan's character looked to the barmaid and said, bring me the strongest thing you have. She laughs. She goes to the bartender. No, no. First, she, she, laughs. first she asks, are you sure? And I'm like, I know what I said. Yes. And she goes to the uh, the bar back and <laughs> he laughs. So after a minute, she brings him uh, a nice red viscous liquid smoking and he begins to just chug it. I just, yeah, I just down it. <laughs> and I won't tell you the rest, but he just face plants to the table. Yeah. Well, I could tell you the rest. I do that. First, you ask me, you really, you do that? And I'm like, yes. And then you go, you're like, okay, make me three constitution saving throws. And I'm like, really? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and what did you roll? I rolled a one first. <laughs> Which imposed disadvantage. So that means I have to roll twice, take the lower roll. I roll an 11, then I roll a one. <laughs> so we're at three levels of exhaustion. And then I roll, and then I roll a seven, and then I roll a two. <laughs> Four levels of exhaustion, and they just took a contract up from the king to take a caravan of supplies to some neighboring towns in the morning. Yeah, we're leaving in the morning. <laughs> My character's at the guild hall while this is all happening, yeah. by the way. So my character's gonna show up at your inn tomorrow yeah, we're, and go, we're no, what we're, the hell? No, no, what's gonna happen is like, like I'm gonna be on the back of a wagon in one of the caravans just sleeping for two days, basically. Well, yeah. Because yep. I'm gonna sleep, because I'm gonna sleep this night and that's that's one level off. I still have three. And then it's a two day travel back to the town that we came from. That's where, we're, that's where the caravan's going. So there's two nights. I'm still gonna be at one level of exhaustion. So it's like, <laughs> sir, I'm not helping sir, carry you. Your your roads now are covered in bandits. You think you're getting two days rest along this nice quiet <laughs> summer road? Maybe we can disguise him as like a couch or something. I, you're gonna have to do something. Well, I'm not carrying him. You know what I look no like. One, no <laughs> one's gonna carry me. I can't carry him. No one, no he one is knows. the fighter. He's I, the biggest I'm character. I'm the book nerd. My wrist will break trying to carry you. I know, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, so that was fun. And um, so that, that's funny story number one. There's embarrassingly about art. I have another embarrassing oh, story for my character. Oh, we'll get there. But uh, actually, I did want to ask you a question, Evan. You wanted to ask him a question? Or <laughs> I'm asking him the question. Um, you asked us about our characters. Tell me about your world you're dropping us into. Mm -hmm. I would like to tell my character's nickname first, if I may. Go for it. The oh, Mountainous Masochist. The Mountainous Masochist. Oh, so a hard bottom. Oh. <laughs> you, have a, you have a calloused bottom. Yes. <laughs> oh. I, I also forgot to mention how old my character is. I feel like that's relevant because how? we have a distinctly old dragonborn in the how? park. How? Uh, just 28 years old. And also, another fun fact, her main goal is to find her mom and get revenge. So... Cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like that. So was kind of Morgan's character is the youngest. No, no. So does she want to go back and smother her mom, basically? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, okay. So so to answer so to answer Doug's question, the world that I'm dropping you into in the in this one shot is uh, the land of Hylia. And so you guys took a contract from you guys found there was like a. There's like a big poster board in the in the in the citadel in the, like the citadel of Hylia, basically, and there was um, uh, there was a posting on the wall that said a town was um, was being raided like every other night, 
And so you guys were like, okay, that's that's uh, like we we need some coin, so let's go check that out. So <clears throat> so to give a, a, a brief overlay, um, the town that you guys are in is a it's a large town slash like small city. So it's fairly you know so it's a fairly big town, but not big enough to be a city. Is that is that kind of the good description of that? Yeah, so, I think so. Okay, so. This is on the northern part of the continent. So if you go uh, north about a day and a half or so, you get the docks, you get the beach, you get the, or you get the docks up there, but it's kind of like, like an old fishing, like Alaska, you know, dock. So not, you, you, you won't want to take a beach trip up there, right? And then to the south. Wait, we're not going on vacation? No, you're not, actually. You're actually going the opposite direction. You're going south to the forests. That's where you're going. Oh, a camping trip. Yes. I love. <laughs> yes, yes. So to the lots of things smash. To the south of We're this going town, on a slaycation. To the south, to the south <laughs> of this town that you guys are going to, which is called Giltsburg, is the is the forest. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very dense forest, and it goes goes pretty far south, and then and then you hit the mountains where all the dwarves hang out. Basically, that's where, and then. Um, you go east and west. It's basically just kind of like plains and hills. Um, there's a desert to the west. The further you go west, there's a like there's more of a desert, and um, more like desert and canyons and stuff like that. And then um, the more east you go, uh, the more like northeast you go. There's there's like there's like really big like mountainous peak, and um, there's stuff up there too but you guys you guys aren't you guys aren't going that direction that's you guys are focused in the town of giltsburg that's where you guys are going and we're not starting the session yet but that's just a quick little description of where you guys are and basically what's happening is you guys found the contract you're like okay let's go let's, let's go take care of this we need some we need some coin and also you have a paladin here's like hey innocent people are in danger so we should probably go go help them and i just have one question what's up are there dragons well in the world at all. Um, oh, wait, well, I'm a dragonborn. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, the name of the game is Dungeons and Dragons. So if there was a world that didn't have dragons in it, that'd be kind of disappointing. It'd just be Dungeons. Dungeons, be dungeons. and uh, <laughs> Nick's characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, but I, I'm not telling you guys any explicit details about the, the world or like the world of the campaign, but that's just a very like brief description of it. Yeah, I know. Save that all for the... For when we dive into it. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, so that's so tune in to the next episode to see to hear more about that and to hear the hear the story unfold. Um, but we will open it back up to to stories if anyone has any deed. Nick, Nick, Nick's been chopping at the bit. I do. Okay. Go for it. I have I have two stories that I like to tell. Um, okay, share one and then we'll open it up to someone else and okay. we can come back to you. Uh, I think the first one I'll do is uh, Zill. He was by far my favorite character I ever played. He was a human uh, rogue, but I played him much like a ranger, so he primarily used a bow the entire time. Um, the, one, the one fight that is the best story I, I can think I can ever tell is when we were fighting a beholder. <laughs> now, now uh, for people who don't know what a beholder is, can you explain what a beholder is? Yeah, a beholder is basically the strongest one one of the one of the most ferocious creatures you can find. 
uh, in D and D. It's aside it's the, of Tarasque. Aside of, aside of Tarasque, but we're not talking about a Tarasque. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the iconic. It's the iconic monster. It's on the cover of the Monster Manual. Uh, it's basically this floating eye, essentially, like this creature with one giant eye and then ten ten stalks, right? I think it's nine. Nine stalks, each with the an big eye, eye in at the, the middle. End. Is the tenth eye? Yeah. Each eye stalk does a different ability. It does and it, a different. And it's also ray. got a bunch of teeth. Yes, it also also got a mouth, a bunch of teeth. Um, it's a very scary monster to fight because it can really f- screw over your party. You could you could say f- we're adults. <laughs> oh wait, I wasn't say sure. F- well, I mean, I was gonna I was gonna say like censoring's a thing, so. Oh, can, f- that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't advise fucking <laughs> a, a beholder. Yeah, no. don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Tell me how to live my life. <laughs> So, we're in, so after the way we run into this beholder is we're fighting this uh, white dragon, this ice dragon. We end up uh, we end up almost killing it, but the beholder kills it first, and oh. it comes down, and we start fighting it right after fighting a dragon. <laughs> now, that's really hard to do because we're already what we were at what like half HP at that point, half HP, no healer of any kind. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we had our your paladin at yeah. that point. Yeah. So a little healing? Not enough. I could okay. lay my hands on you. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so we're all kind of ourselves in this, and my my character, being the rogue, runs away and hides behind a wall. But I keep Pussy. nailing him with arrows. I keep every single every single shot I would fire at him, I would hit about 80% of the time, something like that. I would say it was 80. Yeah. So the beholder starts targeting me because I keep hitting the damn fucker. So um, he misses three or four times. I think it was four times. It was an easy four or five times. Okay. That, that fight went on long. We yeah. had a paladin with an axe, a fighter with a sword. And at the point, was that Wesley's sorcerer or? No, that, uh, yeah, no, no, no. It was, no, it was his, it was his fighter. The, the blood packed fighter. The blood packed fighter. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you mean the, the monster hunter. The monster yeah, hunter. The monster yeah. hunter, yeah. And Justin was playing a monk. Yes. So, way too much melee and you were the only one who could hit it yep <laughs> yep because the dang thing can fly i couldn't reach it yep none of us could no, none of them could reach it i was the only one that could reach it so it finally hits me with a ray but it incapacitates me and makes me frozen basically he pulls me 10 feet toward him and i'm sitting i'm sitting here like don't fucking kill me next ray don't fucking kill me well <laughs> the ray hits me does he kill you let me let me get to that part. <laughs> he hits me. He rolls. Tyler rolls his rolls the damage, and I'm when he says the full damage, I'm like I'm not insta killed. And he just looks at me and goes like, "Wait, you hit zero HP?" And I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, "Oh, oh boy, you just dropped the ash." <gasps> and I sit there like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> He and I start crying. Ash. Like I loved this character. Oh no! Zill was ash and confetti. Yes. Uh, I kept his ashes in a container on my belt. Oh. Yeah. I was heartbroken. I needed to take like five minutes just for myself after that fight. Damn. Because this character I loved so flipping much. I still tear up whenever I talk about this. Mm. Mm. I, I feel that in my soul. Woof. Okay. Um, does anyone uh, does anyone know how to follow that? Uh, 
I mean, do we want to save yours? I feel like it's better. Well, I was going to say, you have, uh, I know you, there was one character of yours that you love named Finn. Finn. Oh, my baby I've duck. Heard, I've, heard, I've, heard, okay. I've heard many stories so of Finn. I will, my I, baby. if Finn is on the chopping block, I'll talk about Finn, and I think we should move to Morgan, because Finn plays into Morgan's character for yes, that campaign as well. So... Um, Finn was actually my second character in this campaign with uh, RDM Tyler at the time. Um, I was still really new to the game. I think I was playing with you guys for probably four months before my rogue died. That sounds about right, yeah. And because I was still figuring everything out, and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to play a character that doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so I rolled up um, Finn the Human Fighter from Adventure Time. <laughs> And that is exactly how I played him. Seventeen, young, obnoxious, clingy, <laughs> loved weapons. He picked up everything he could touch. I'm gonna be honest right now. I know your character played into mine pretty hard. I did not make that connection until just now. <laughs> It's now, now, mind you guys, that was years ago. It was like three years ago. It's funny because I saw I saw Morgan's face and I saw like her, like the look on her face and it was either oh my gosh that just clicked or really that's how you were playing it because I didn't see that at all. <laughs> it was going to go either one of those ways. It, it was really hard to role play him as the way I really wanted to play him as the character in the show. But I was like, I'm not going to take every detail from the show and put in my character because it's a very different style world. He didn't wear like a weird white bear hat? <laughs> um, no, he, he couldn't. But I did have a green cape <laughs> that oh, I got from sweet. Dragon Wing. Oh, cool. That's, so that's dope. That was an awesome. awesome magic item I got to make. But um, so the, the character, because I was playing him as a little unsure of himself, not sure how to kind of work in the world. Um, Did you use a, use any of uh, Finn's catchphrases from the show? I, I wanted to, but I, it was just kind of, it was it did, hard it did, to, it, did, it, didn't, it didn't click. You know, with okay. the style that right. Tyler was playing in the world he dropped us in, I was like, you know what, I'm just, I took the concept and I'm making it my, my own. Okay. And it worked out very well. I okay. really wanted to do. You um, didn't do like a cut and paste thing? No, no, okay. it was too, it's too much to do. That I, no, I, no, I can respect that. That makes sense. Yeah, because I, I did want to do like the two weapon fighting and right. all that kind of stuff. But as we kind of developed him, it didn't make sense. Did you go, like, uh, did you get far enough to get the, the archetype? Oh, absolutely. What, what, what I was you go um, Battlemaster. You went Battlemaster? Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. The best fighter, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, see, for me, for my fighter, my fighter just got to level three, and I was debating a long time when I created the character whether or not I wanted to go Battlemaster or Eldridge Knight. Now, the, the Eldridge Knight uh, appeal is really cool, but my wife actually said, like, I was sitting down with my wife, and, she was, and I was telling her about it, and she was like, do you think your character would pick that? And I, and I just went. The best way to pick stuff for your character is to think whether your character yeah. itself would pick it. Yeah, and and this kind of goes back to like you know what I love about D and D is that it kind of forces you to make player uh, character decisions, not player decisions. Mm -hmm. So it's like I would love to like just throw fireballs around and do a bunch of really cool stuff with magic, but Micus, my fighter, he's a half elf. He kind of like he doesn't like like the elf culture and he doesn't really like that side or anything so it's like why would he try to like perform magic that's like that's very much an elf thing so it makes me kind of so i was like 
damn, he wouldn't choose that. He wouldn't go that way. He would probably go Battlemaster because he, because like he fought in underground rings and like he likes to like learn different styles and stuff. Like he would totally do that. She was like, cool. Then you should probably do that. And I'm like, damn, you're right. So yeah, I love that kind of stuff. So that's always fun. Sorry, sorry. So Finn. So no, no, of course, no. Yeah, that's the great thing about the stories is yeah. you can always make great connections right. to someone else's character. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, the um, the story I am going to tell about Finn is we had. Uh, we <laughs> everyone loves this story because it's, Nick, it's Nick brutal. Just made, Nick just made a pinching motion with his fingers. I'm really curious. <laughs> it is the it's the best Finn story. So we had uh, Morgan's uh, Paladin uh, Lucius at the time. We had Zill at the time. We had um, Wesley's Ranger Justin. We just lost Justin's Warlock, and we picked up his Monk, and we had my Fighter Finn. Um, Finn was still earning, and I mean earning his place in the group um they really enjoyed using him for traps yep. because <laughs> i zill backed him up but everybody made me his babysitter so yeah you i wasn't i wasn't okay with that <laughs> well yes you were but i was his daddy <laughs> <laughs> yes he he attached to he um, may have been your father but i was your daddy <laughs> Exactly. That's okay. I didn't really want to watch over him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Finn really attached to Lucius because the background I gave him was um, the city of Greenus they saved during this campaign. Uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen um, was where Finn originally saw them and watched uh, Lucius stand up to the big bad guy of that that first setting. So you know, the story I pulled him is he tracked him down and. Uh, joined up with them after a little convincing and then um, after we make our way from Greenest and I track them all the way up to uh, the swamps I uh, forget in the somewhere like the northern west region of Faerun forget what swamps they were called they were yeah it, I have no idea it's been too long yeah exactly but the big thing about these swamps is there is a castle in there uh, kind of being t- taken over by these um, lizard folk who were actually being held hostage by the cult we were following. Um, so as we're making way through this entire castle, there's a lot, there's a lot of doors for us to explore, lots of places for us to check out. And Finn actually kind of gained the trust of one of the lizard folk by uh, teaching them how to blacksmith. And the one lizard folk I mainly taught how to blacksmith uh, and made himself some makeshift armor and adorned it with spikes. And so we end up calling him Spike. <laughs> and he was our lizard folk leader. Yeah, he was a good boy. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yes. was. Yes, um, and we let, we led them down to the lower dungeons where we knew the cultists were hiding, waiting for to ambush us. And we were asking them to wait for us to explore the rest of the castle before we adventured down with them to take up, take care of the cultists with them. And they said, nope, we're doing this now. You got to figure shit out. They marched themselves down to um, the the dungeons and took care of the cultists for us while the rest of us explored uh, the rest of this castle and the towers. Um, But what Nick wants me to get to, a very particular spot, was... um, us running away from a pack of, I believe they were hellhounds, or I believe, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what they were. Yeah, it was a pack of hellhounds that were chasing us through the castle, and my character Finn found a golden um, telescope, telescope that he wanted to take with him. He's like, yeah, it's treasure. This is coming with me. Um, he broke it, 
Oh. <laughs> he immediately broke it as he touched it. So he thought, it's still gold. And he shovels still, it into his bag. It's still gold. I love that. And one of the um, times they were, um, the hellhounds were chasing us. We made them slip and they were kind of guarding one of the doors. They knew we were behind. So he goes to the top of the tower we were at and shakes that golden telescope out of his bag and drops it along the backside, luring the dogs the other way. So that was a good way for us to get out, and we make our way across the courtyard, and we have we're presented with I think it was two door options. Um, in, yeah, it was two at, doors at yeah. the end of the of the, the courtyard. Um, no, it was it was off to the right of the courtyard because mm. it was tower and then building with doors. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we go through the. Okay, building. so you come to two doors. You didn't really need that detail. <laughs> it's hey, very important. It's all important. Um, <laughs> Devil's in the detail. And everyone decides, no, we're going left the way we came from. And I'm thinking, well, there's obviously got to be something this way. I decided to open said door to the right where no one wanted to go. And there's just a horde of giant centipede. Oh, uh, yeah, you've told me this. Story. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not what I'm interested in. My party's going that way. I'm following. And Tyler's like, did you shut that door? I'm like, no, why would I? And we book it down the oh other door, God. slam it shut, barricade it behind us. Um, but we're still with left with the option is the hellhounds know where we're at again. And we have to get across the courtyard. I guess we said, F- it. we have the advantage now. We know where they're at. We can get into at them. And we charge the hellhounds and we start taking them out. You know, this is a, a good fight. Just, you know, an easy, clean, clean uh, fight. But... Tyler decides to roll for the centipedes on the initiative chart. <laughs> Unbeknownst to us. And after round three, they come crawling from the room that I decided not to close. Close. <laughs> chew through the door that we barricaded and make their way into the into the uh, fight behind us. Oh no. Yep. And my entire party, who I'm still trying to convince, I'm not a complete screw up. <laughs> I, can imagine, I can't imagine you want any points. Uh, no, no, they they, they no. looked at me and they said, "You're f- up. You take care of." So I had yes. to take on five giant centipedes by myself, um, which all swarmed me. Began crawling up my legs Ooh. and gnawing at me. One of which um, decided to crit. <laughs> now, for those in D and D, you know everyone crits are you know the max damage and stuff, and everyone's always like, "Oh, it's a headshot!" Or you cleave the head off, and Tyler's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, this thing bites your head." I'm like, "But it's on my legs." Yeah, yeah, not that head. Balls of steel. It's just kind of a silence, and it's like, <gasps> "Oh no, we died laughing." Everyone oh, no. immediately smiled and went, "This is what you get, twerp!" <laughs> and they lost their. Sh- for a, for a solid like five minutes. Solid five minutes. It was nothing but jokes for a solid so, five so, so minutes. So centipede bit your. Centipede bit my d- in cool. the middle of combat. I'm sitting there smacking my sword, <laughs> like get off me. And that's not the worst part. Oh, the, oh no, no. The worst part is being poisoned oh, from that bite. Oh, suck oh, yeah. out the poison. Oh yeah, someone has to suck out. So the- we are. Nobody did. Oh, we are at the crossroads of finishing up this combat. I'm poisoned. Everyone's looking around going, what the hell? No way to take care of it. And I'm thinking, well, someone's got to get it out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is when we just picked up Justin's character as Monk. And we liked using Justin for a lot of cringy activities. 
So after some that's uh, putting it mildly <laughs> hard convincing, I got a I got I got that poison out. He sucked your. D- <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. As great as that story is, we we have time for one more story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nick. I know you had two, but uh, I, I want to get. That's okay. I want to get to Morgan because I know she has a story that she wants to tell. Do, do you remember the whole story? I remember many stories. <laughs> try to be. Try to be closer. To the I remember many stories. Cool. Um, but the character that's been mentioned a couple times, uh, Lucius, Lucius. Mm-hmm. was my Minotaur. <laughs> paladin who went Oathbreaker Ooh. and then went back to being a paladin again. Wow. A regular paladin. So, okay, so for people who aren't super familiar with uh, Desert Dragons like like Nathaniel here, um, what is, um, so what is it like Oathbreaker Paladin? An Oathbreaker is one that has taken his chosen path and decided to turn his back uh, basically on his faith and the oath that he mm. made as a paladin. So, the oath being your archetype for a paladin. So by breaking his oath, he turned his back on his god and went from lawful good straight to lawful evil. Okay. And yeah, Finn was my baby duck, <laughs> as I often called him that, or I would also call him the son I never wanted. Oh. I would teach him how to dual wield axes in the spare time, mm-hmm. try to help him out. That's so wholesome. <laughs> yeah. He was for, a great mentor. I tried I tried my best. Great mentor. <laughs> as long as we don't talk about my thumbs. <laughs> so many f-ing thumb jokes. Mm-hmm. But they were all well timed. <laughs> that's easy for you to say. Okay. So tell us about tell us more about Lucius. So Lucius went Oathbreaker because early on um, it was pre-planned for him to become an Oathbreaker because I heard that that was the quickest way for me to be something akin to a death knight. And so I really wanted to play something like that. So what happened was with the original party, we went into a dungeon where Wraith was supposed to live. And while we were there, my character died. Um, but we were advised that don't abandon the body. There might be a chance to bring him back. So they drug my body with them to the rest of the dungeon and did come and meet with the Wraith after dealing with a Beholder. Thankfully that we were able to talk out of fighting with us. Wow. Yeah. So the Wraith presented a bargain. Basically let him go through the mind of at the time was Justin's other character the warlock was it? Uh, I believe it was the warlock yes it was a warlock so basically steal all of the information and knowledge that could be gained from our friend Justin's mind and also giving up the scrolls that we had found uh, the magic scrolls Hmm. as sort of a bargaining chip for him to bring me back the thing was when I died even though I was a paladin I went straight to the first layer of the nine hells Mm. And oh, because you were an oathbreaker. No, no. I oh, hadn't broken. Sense. I hadn't broken my oath when I died. Uh, mm. But I yet I went to hell. So the wraith went into my body and brought me back. The thing is, when he brought me back, something interesting happened. It turned out when I was in the nine hells, I wasn't tortured, but a demon had gone inside my body and was chilling in there. Uh, when the wraith yeah. went into my body to bring me back. 
a piece of the wraith was left behind with me and I basically had functioning schizophrenia where this wraith was telling me to do bad things. But we found out later on, this wraith wasn't just a wraith anymore in my body. The demon and the wraith had assimilated with each other and I had a literal inner demon inside of me gaining bonuses against me as I grew stronger as an Oathbreaker, which leads to one of my favorite moments in that same Horde of the Dragon Queen campaign, which is we were, I can't remember the name of it, but the Celestial Realm. Oh, um, is it Mount Celestia? I think that's where we went to. Yeah, the home of the gods, basically. Sheesh. We were there... Uh, I was going to say, that's probably as late game as it gets. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was... We were like 70% of the way through. Yeah, it was like 13th yeah. level. Okay, and yeah, I was so the that's... last member of the original party left, by the way, at this point, because we had been playing for two years. Yeah. And he had lived through all of it. But that's we impressive. went there, and I met with Torm, which for some people, if they don't know, that's one of the gods you can choose to have your oath to, uh, depending on what your oath is as a paladin. And he's the god of justice. So I met with Torm because he told me personally, you need to come see me now because I was still an Oathbreaker and I was in his realm. Mm. So he came to tell me that I'm willing to welcome you back in the fold. And he told me some hard truths about myself, like what my family had really done to me as a child or attempted to do, what his real purpose with me is, and that Mm. he put me in the nine hells to test my faith and I had failed. Ooh, okay. But I was being given a chance to redeem myself but I had to defeat the demon I had created within my own body and mind, and I had to be willing to go back into the fold, so to speak. So he pulls the demon that's been growing inside <laughs> of me out of my body. It's like, so it's a fight. It's literally like a demon wraith hybrid at right. this point that's super powerful because <clears throat> it's still gaining bonuses from me because it's within my range of my dark aura. Right. So it's beefed itself up off of my evil intentions and bad thoughts. It's be- it's beefed up off of my my whole self and then he brings and just snaps the party into there and it's like okay go fight your friend's inner demon and which that was a bad fight that fight went on for I think 45 minutes of us trying to take this thing down that was bonusing off of her there was nothing we could do yeah yeah, I couldn't be. I can just imagine. I can imagine the guy just <laughs> ripping it out, and then like Mortal Kombat music plays. <laughs> Basically, but also imagine the fact that I was a paladin who wielded an axe. I could try to do my spells and stuff, but if I wanted to do any serious damage, I had to be close enough to give it bonuses to take a swing at the thing. Uh. So it took all, about an hour for us to kill this thing, mm-hmm. and then I was given the Holy Avenger sword afterward and welcome back into my fold but i never became fully good again but long story short that was one of my favorite stories with this character and his death absolutely broke my heart we actually had a moment of silence and everything we had a proper funeral for him i cried i literally cried and had to be held it was just yeah i I think it just goes it just goes back to the beginning where we talked about like seeing characters two stories we've already had people you got both both Nick and Morgan like crying at like the deaths of their characters it's very you know I think it's awesome and I think this is just this is just a couple of really cool examples of just like what happens like when you when you go all in to D&D not just kind of like stay on the surface level and just and just kind of you know like just play around with it if you, you actually have to get in and really to really enjoy all this stuff but I think 
I think this is. I think this has been great. Um, I think that's that's about all the time we have for for this episode. Next episode is the is the session. So we're actually we're actually yes. we're actually gonna be rolling dice and, and hitting things and role playing. It'll be fun. Hell yeah! Dun yeah. dun dun. dun, dun. <laughs> so uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, nerding out. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Um, we are on Spotify, iTunes, um, Podbean, the the OG place where we started. Um, the the streams go up to YouTube immediately after they're uploaded. So. Um, if you have any suggestions um, for for ideas, uh, email us at uh, nerdingoutpodcast at gmail .com, and maybe we'll maybe we'll do a thing that you suggest or whatever. Maybe that'll be fun. So, uh, Nathaniel, do you have any any last lasting thoughts? No. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. -bye.